Hello and welcome to the E equals MC squared of running. I'm Maggie Cooper and this podcast is about running and a little bit of science. Today I guess I've got a bit of a mixture of the two. So um, it's been a couple of weeks since I kind of gave an update on where I was personally with my running. I'm not sure necessarily that everyone's that interested in it, but uh, no, I still think uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, give you a little bit of a recap of how things are. Um, as you probably remember, I set out to run every day of the of the year, and uh, we've now had three months of the year, and I've, I'm still on track, so I'm really, really pleased with myself. Um, I set myself a goal of like a minimum of one kilometer um, per day. Um, I think actually the minimum I've done is on any given day was maybe about 1.4 or something like that but anyway um I normally once I've got out the door I normally run a bit further but I also kind of had a goal in mind of doing at least um 30 kilometers per week um just to have some sort of consistency in that in that mileage and I've I've managed to do that and I, I'm really really pleased about that in spite of having an odd, odd thing like with my knee hurting or my ankle hurting or something but I've still managed to keep that um consistency so that's really really good from my point of view um, in fact, I've got I've got one of those um, polar um, watches, you know, GPS watches. And um, if you go into the um, onto the website, it kind of gives you. Um, I'm not sure what it's called, a running index, I think it's called, um, and it makes some sort of prediction about how fast you could run a 5k or a a marathon or half marathon or something like that and now it thinks I'm incredibly fit because I've got this consistency but I can assure you I'm I'm not that um, fit because I've not done hardly any speed work at all. I'm slightly still worried about uh, ankles and knees and things like that Um, but I am I am feeling pretty fit and today I ran a park run some of the kids wanted to be paced um in fact I ended up um uh, leaving leaving my my poor child um behind but only because um Sarah came along and and was um doing a better job than I was at kind of running alongside her and encouraging her um while I was running with one of the boys who who's now he's turned 11 he didn't really need an adult running with him but I uh, but he was kind of just trying not to run too too fast because he's racing tomorrow so I, I kind of stayed with him and I was really pleased because, you know, I felt quite comfortable running under 24 minutes. Um, I mean, okay, it's not super, super quick, but actually it gives me nearly 75% age grading, which is, I think is incredibly high um, for feeling quite, really quite comfortable. So I was really chuffed with that. Um, and, and I'm building up towards running a 5K in the middle of May, um, you know, like a proper race. So that I think I just need a couple of maybe a couple of fast apartments, maybe without um, an under 11 year old um, to, to, to keep an eye on and just uh, run around um, some fast um, and just get, get myself back sort of into a racing uh, mind frame because I think that's that's part of it and also to do some of the, um, some sessions um, on the track or or even along the prom or something but just something a bit bit quicker would be good so um yeah so anyway, that that's good because I feel really um happy and now I don't know if it's safe for everybody else the clocks went back last week and it kind of feels as if we've got spring now and you know and you can run in the daylight in the evenings and um even today that it said it was going to be really cloudy and it looked like it was going to be a pretty miserable day and it turned out to be brilliant sunshine as we were running around and I felt like overdressed in my long sleeve top and um, my long socks and stuff but um, so it's kind of everything feels a lot more positive and um, I really um, you know feel more motivated now which is obviously a good thing. 
Now, what I wanted to talk about today is kind of quite a controversial um, issue, in, but, but I feel it kind of shouldn't be controversial, but it kind of is. Uh, and that was um, the announcement by UK Athletics to ban transgender women from competing in the female category in competitions and events in um, the UK. Um, that comes after um, the World Athletics um, made a similar announcement. I think that was about the middle of last week. That they they said that. So, um, and uh, it's something that a lot of the female athletes have been not asking for um, because we have seen people who um, are, are transgender have identified as um, females and have. Um, maybe even had some gender reassignment um, going on, and then they've they've competed in a female races and then and won or podiumed or whatever. And it just seems a little bit unfair on the on the women who, you know, because they seem they're at a disadvantage. I saw what I what I thought was a, a sort of amusing uh, video on um, YouTube or something the other day. Um, well, actually, I say sorry. I over over kind of overheard it. Saw it with my husband was um, was watching it. It was some um, somebody who had um, identified as as a woman. I, I don't know whether they had any gen- gender reassignment, but they were talking about um, powerlifting and bench pressing and saying you know, how w- w- women were very not very good at the bench pressing and and now uh, he basically had uh, or he she whatever had gone in and and then. Um, you know, lifted ma- massive amount more weight. I don't know. We've got a national record or something like that. Anyway, and um, and this guy um basically just turned up, said I'm a woman, and um didn't even try and dress up like a a a, a woman or anything. Just dressed as a man, but said I'm a woman, and uh, competed in the women's event and like lifted <clears throat> I don't know like twice as much as a woman had. Um, just completely smashed the the record, and and it just sort of showed the um lunacy of it of it you know if you can just you know say you're a woman when you're a man and turn up and run in a race or in that case powerlifting it just makes a mockery of the whole thing uh, and there have been some really um uh, very sort of courageous i think um women athletes who have really spoken out mara yamuchi is one who really um comes to mind and i think sharon davis as well um in fact i had Mar- mara yamuchi on my podcast um quite quite a while ago maybe like a year or two ago now um so you can go back and listen to her podcast if you want she, it was not not about that this issue at all it was just about her running which is it was really really fun talking to her about her running and stuff but she's like like top top quality um runner and she's like put her head above the parapet and she's had a lot lot of abuse for you know basically saying you know really we should only have women um competing in in women's races um but it's it's good i think that the uk athletics have now um recognized that fact I think it's um, quite interesting when you look at um, you know, young athletes coming through and when when the athletes are, are really quite young, you know, sort of eight, nine, ten, eleven, that sort of age, um, you you can you can see that there's not a huge amount of difference between um, the boys and the girls in terms of their 
athletic ability. Uh, in fact, you, you might get even get situations where the, the, the girls um, actually beat the boys. We've got two incredibly fast uh, little girls in our club. I think they're 11. Um, they, they just did 5K in about like 18, 1804 and 1809 or something like that just um, earlier this week. You know, it's incredibly fast. You know, they're um, su- super, super quick and, and quicker than um, the boys of, of their age. But it won't be long, you know, it's only going to be, let's say, three years or something like that, three or four years before the the boys are able to run as fast as um, the best women in the world. You know, I think I, I, I saw some sort of chart somebody had made of um, the age of the the boys when they were able to beat the women's world records. And, and it's it's really quite young, you know. 14, 15, something that sort of age, boys are soon able to run faster than any women can. So once they hit puberty, then there's a massive advantage. Now, there's still this slightly um, controversial issue about um, the, the those those athletes who are what they call intersex. And the, the, that intersex kind of covers quite a wide range. So as you probably know from your um, GCSE biology, women have XX chromosomes and men have XY chromosomes. But there actually um, are a few women who are actually men, if that makes sense, um, because they grow up with as women with a women's body and then they only discover um, well, well into puberty that they are actually different. And there's a, a group of Danish researchers who have looked at this um, in a um, bit more detail and try to you know, work out how many or what proportion of um, sort of women are actually men. In fact, they, they kind of put it in a strange way. It says one in 15,000 males um, is born and grows up as a girl. I mean, I guess that roughly speaking, 50% of us are men and 50% are women. So it's something like one in 15,000 um, have uh, of, of the girls are actually boys or the boys are actually girls so um, it's it's quite it's, I mean it's not like like everybody you know is suddenly is uh, XY chromosomes when they they look like girls but there are there are a number of of them and, and it becomes a significant number I mean I don't know goodness knows how many people actually like run in the world um, you know and compete in athletics but if I guess if you were good if you were one of those girls like I told you those girls that just run 18 minutes um, let's just say that they they grow up and they hit puberty and then that actually turn out that they're, they're not girls at all, they're actually boys, then they would probably continue running because they would be at the top of their game. You know, they would be the best athletes and then they would, um, you know, end, end up having that sort of physical advantage over uh, girls. So you can see that um, it almost self-selects for those some of those who are X, XY. I guess probably a larger proportion of those end up like as high achievers in sport because they've they probably were good when they were they were younger and they've got they've got better and they've then had that advantage so I, I wonder whether you know we're seeing that disproportionate amount of um, people with XY um, chromosomes who are trying to compete in the women's category because they've grown up and they believe that they're women I mean I, I think it, we can't really underestimate what it must be like to be in that situation and thinking that you know growing up as a girl 
and then you know you hit puberty or um you know it said it says it is that sometimes that for some of the this intersex um so um I don't want to say it's not an illness, but a syndrome. Um, they discover, relatively speaking, early. You know, when the girls are about seven or eight. But there are some who don't discover until you know, maybe even they're into their thirties. And and some of them have um, got a womb even, and can you know, with um, hormone treatment and implantation of um, a fertilized egg, could actually give birth. But they don't really have the ability naturally to um, to give birth. And most of them um, find out when they're about 17 years old. But can you imagine how how difficult that would be and how devastating that would be? I mean, it might, in some senses, it might be like a freedom. You might say, ah, oh, now I understand. But I think for, for many people, it would be really, really uh, mentally challenging to discover when you thought you were a girl that you actually were um, had XY chromosomes. So I think that no, we we can't say oh you know it's um it's no it's not an important thing, but it still is important if we want to keep athletics um kind of fair because it isn't fair when you end up with um that um sort of almost like a, a, the male advantage over the the girls. I mean we're never going to be as fast as the guys, unfortunately, um, and so we want to have a competition that we can compete in. Um, and you say, well, what, what about those poor guys who are X, Y, and they thought they were X, X? Well, they're really very, very small percentage of the overall women. You know, if it's one in 15,000, it isn't like a huge percentage. And I think that it has to be fair for women as a, as a whole. They can, it's not saying they can't compete. They can compete in any, any races they want, but I don't think that they can compete, compete in the, in the female category. So there was there was one um, classic race where we um, had this situation where we had kind of a lot of X Y and I say I think it must be uh, overly large proportion of uh, you know, the people of, of people who are X Y that end up you know in doing well in sport, um, but it was in the twenty sixteen Olympic Games, and it was in the eight hundred meter women's final, and. Um, my daughter, she doesn't know anything about sport or running or anything. Anyway, but I showed her a photo of the podium of that from the end of that race with the three athletes who had won the gold, silver and bronze there on the podium. Now, all three of those women who won medals at that Olympic Games were, had XY chromosomes. So that's kind of important to know. So anyway, I asked her, like, uh, what what um, event is this? And... Uh, she's like, how am I supposed to know? <laughs> and so I, I said, well, you know, is it like a throwing event or is it a running event? So I don't, I don't know. Okay, okay, so okay, it's a running event. Okay, so what? Okay, now now you know it's a running event. What do you think? Do you think that do they look like sprinters? Do they look like distance runners? What do they look like? And she said, look, she's beginning to get annoyed with me now. So she's like, I don't know. Okay, so I said to her, what? Are they uh, t- simple question? Are they men or was it was it men's race or women's race? And she looks and she goes, "It's a men's race." And I'm like, "No, it isn't. That was the women's eight hundred meters." Um, but all three of those on the podium had XY chromosomes, so they even they even look like men. So it just goes to show you that. Um, well, my daughter is not very observant, perhaps, but 
the, I think there are there are differences, and you can even see physical differences um, in in those athletes. And I would say um, it's I find it quite interesting to see how people um, react. Um, Peter is my husband. He showed me um, two different. Um, uh, instances where uh, it was it was football it was a women's football match and the person in the crowd wouldn't give the ball back to the the woman who wanted you know, for a throw in and uh similar exactly same scenario but with a man and the way the two reacts is just so so different the woman's like come on come on come on give it to me and the man's just like just straight away like give me the ball you know and uh it was really uh, quite aggressive about it and uh, the ball come he gets the ball she doesn't get the ball so um you know it, 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 our, our reactions the way we um you know express ourselves are, are different and actually if you look at the end of a, a men's race the way that the men sort of celebrate and the way, way that the women celebrate is 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 completely different i mean like Jasmine Sawyer's would be a classic example at the end when she jumped in the um indoors um in the european indoors you know she just had a lot of very typical women's reaction but um uh, men's reactions are kind of much more pumped up and um it is, it is different so and when i see those those athletes who were like in the 2016 olympic um 800 meter final those athletes when they celebrate they celebrate much more like men than they do like women um so anyway and so i think there is there is a difference and i think that that that, that sort of physical difference comes out so what's happened now is that um as i said that uh that there's a there's a thing obviously that um people who are you know um transgender and they identify as, as women or even they've had um some ge- um, some uh, gender reassignment um surgery or something like that they um can't now compete in the women's category and i say i think that is um a good thing but there's also um, in this group of um, intersex that I have been talking about um, um, DS, DSD um, differences in sex development. Um, they um, have now to reduce their blood testosterone level to 2.5 nanomoles per liter um, from previous um, requirement was five nanomoles per liter. And, and again, I feel. Um, I, I really feel quite a little bit unhappy about this because um, not because I, I, I um, think that that level is is wrong or something like that, but I don't think it's right for um, somebody to pharmacologically intervene in that way it, to um, uh, make their testosterone level that much lower. It, I think we should accept the body that we're in and, and uh, just you know compete with with that. If those people um, have got higher testosterone levels, then compete compete in the men's section. Don't pharmacologically intervene to make that your testosterone that much lower. I just think that that is not it's not a good idea. Um, I don't think it's good for the person um, in, involved. Another thing which I wasn't really aware of, which I also thought was interesting, um, was that these people who have got this intersex um, things um, syndrome, uh, they have more um, problems with diseases like type two diabetes and heart disease than um, people with uh, you know normal um, uh, sex chromosomes um, or without without, um, this intersex thing. So. It's um, 
yeah, they, 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 there's obviously like more going on there in the body than just um, sex chromosome abnormalities. It's it's, it's affecting it's affecting um, their other health as well, which um, I hadn't I hadn't appreciated. So um, you know, I think that it's um, it's it's good that people are com- you know, competing in in sport and competing and uh, in you know um, and and enjoying sport. But I think that um, it's we need um, it to be fair and we need it to be I- I safe as well. In other, some of the other sports where more they're more contact sports, I think that it's really really important that it's kept safe. Um, and um, I'm very much in, um, in favour of this um, ban that that has now just been introduced for uh, the yeah, tra- tra- transsex, um, yeah, transgender. Sorry, um, uh, f- not competing in the in the women's category. So yeah, uh, it's a bit slightly controversial, I suppose, but you know it's in line with what UK athletics have have, have said as well. So it's, I guess it's not it's not so much um, so so controversial, um, but yeah, I, th- I think there's there's a, a, a lot kind of a lot to be learned, and I think that this thing with the intersex, I think that we really need to kind of um, be very sensitive to that because. I think for those individuals involved, it is it is uh, no very very difficult. Anyway, um, I hope that you found that interesting. And um, but that's all I've got um, for this week. Happy running, and um, tune in next week for another episode of the E equals MC squared running. Bye for now. Hold up. 